So let's talk about your mom and, and the situation with her crisis, yeah. health crisis. And, you know, most people would just take the doctor's word for it and be like, oh gosh, she's going to be, you know, yeah. crippled for the rest of her life. Yeah. So, so yeah, five and a half years ago, my mom had a, a massive aneurysm, which is a bleed in the brain. And, uh, so we had a medical misadventure from the get-go where the doctor just thought she was having a migraine and you know treated us like like she like she's a neurotic old lady and gave us some painkillers and told us wait in the corner and so we were waiting in the ed for six hours and she was just getting worse and like the pain when you have an aneurysm in this blood is apparently the worst pain that you can possibly imagine your brain is dying basically and i knew that she was in trouble but at that point i didn't know anything about anything you know and i didn't know what to ask for or how to push for anything and i ended up after six hours ringing up a friend who was a paramedic and she had crewed for me in Death Valley and she knew mum very well and so on and she came up and she knew the hospital um, came up she took one look at mum and said oh my god she's having a neurological event a stroke or an aneurysm um, something of that sort and she went to the doctor and she said to him in no uncertain terms and she's a very strong lady uh, get this woman a CT scan right now she's having something major going on in there so he finally relented and we had the CT scan that come came back blood right throughout the brain and then they started to run and jump around and then my friend looked over at me and I could tell by the look in her eyes she was like this is not going to she's you know this is not going to end well and I'm like you know terrified at this point and my my dad comes over to me and he's like been married to my mum for 55 years and he's like oh we better start planning the funeral you know and I'm like (laughs) hang on a minute, dad, I grabbed him and I shook him and I said, she's alive, she's breathing and I'm going to, I promise you, I'm going to do everything in my power to, to bring her back and you just follow my commands, dad, you do what I tell you to do. Yep. When people are in crisis, you give them jobs yeah, because it gets yeah. their logical brain thinking. So I gave them jobs to ring so-and-so and organize this, get my brothers. We had to get down to Wellington, which is our bigger hospital because we live in a regional town. We had to, and then I stayed with mum and we had to wait for the air ambulance, which took another 12 hours to get there. And so the, the gold standard for something like this is to get them into surgery within an hour. We had 18 hours before oh, we were wow. in surgery. So wow. it was a miracle that she was still alive at this point. Um, they did the surgery, amazing surgeons, and they took the pressure. They started to drain the blood off the brain. And then she was, uh, for the next three weeks, she had another operation a couple of days later where they had to do, uh, we were given the the choice, either cut through her brain and put a clamp on her or go up through a femoral artery. And she had a 50% chance of dying one way and a 25% chance of dying the other way. So we went with the lesser one, but it meant that she was going to have to have two operations probably, but we thought that was the better option. Which option was less risky? Uh, going up through the femoral artery, which they can do this incredible work that these surgeons do. They did that and she had another stroke on the operating table and now she was paralyzed down the right-hand side, but she survived and they'd done their job. But then she was in and out for the next three weeks of coma. And as when you have blood in the brain, it causes spasms, uh, vasospasms they're called, and it kills off different parts of the brain. So she was losing more and more of herself as that three weeks went on. And in this time, I'm like, right, I'm not going to be caught short again. I'm going to start researching and learning everything I possibly can. If I get a chance and get her out through this critical phase, then I'm going to do whatever it takes to get, to get her back. And that was the commitment that I made to her, that I would never leave her, that I would always be there for her, that I would do whatever it takes to get her back. 
And after this three weeks, she came out of the coma. They'd done an amazing job, these doctors, and she stabilized, but she had massive brain damage. So she had hardly any higher function left. She had no ability to control any bodily functions. She had a couple of words that was that was it. She had no idea who she was. She had no memory. She didn't know who I was. She was basically a baby in a, in a woman's body. We took her back to New Plymouth, our local hospital, and then they had her in there for three months rehabilitation. And in this time, they look, there's just nothing for us to work with. She's not improving. She's never going to have any sort of quality of life again. We're going to have to put her into an institution and she's 24-7 around the clock here. And I, in this time, I had done a lot of racing at altitude in the Himalayas and I'd had altitude sickness before. And I was seeing in her symptoms of oxygen deprivation. She had infections in, in her mouth. She had all this. Uh, and I, so I said to the doctors, I think she's got sleep apnea. I don't think she's breathing at night. And she, of course, she was sleeping 20 odd hours a day. And the doctor said to me, ah, we don't need that. That's not, that's not true. And so I went in and I bought an outside consultant in, which was against hospital rules but we snuck them in in the, in the night we did this sleep assessment and it came back that she had severe sleep apnea she had she was chain stoke breathing in other words she was on her way out she had 70 percent oxygen stats which were at, at the worst point in the night which meant that she was just killing off what remaining brain cells she had when she was asleep because she wasn't breathing so that was my very first one and then I thought, okay, what else can I work out that the doctors haven't worked out? And what else can what else is out there? And I came across something called hyperbaric oxygen therapy, mm -hmm. which for those yes. looking is what's in the background there. Quite familiar and, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very powerful therapy. And I studied at Dr. Harch in America, read his books and realized that for brain injury, this was massively powerful. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not accepted here for, for brain injury, but I decided I'm going to get here this. So I came across a uh, um, a commercial dive company that had one of these in our town and I approached them and said can I use your chamber here's my research here's my situation and these incredible people said yeah you can do that so after as soon as I got her out of hospital which was three months later and I had a hell of a battle to get her home because they wanted to put her in an institution and I ended up having to take my big brother with me who looks like the rock and we finally got the, the resources we needed to, <laughs> to take her home. Amazing. <laughs> they a little bit of external me. influence like that. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, the rock along. yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's required. Yep. <laughs> Words weren't getting through to these guys. So no. I eventually managed to get her home. I took her straight down into this factory setting, if you can imagine, this big hyperbaric chamber, which looks like a big LPG cylinder. Mm -hmm. And we stick her on a forklift and we stick her into this chamber and we do an hour and a half session five days a week for the, the first month. And everyone thinks I'm completely bonkers, but I'm like, this is the only thing on offer here for this sort of a brain injury and I'm mm -hmm. doing it. And um, after 33 treatments, this chamber had to be taken off on a contract and I lost access to it. But I was seeing that she was starting to improve. She was starting to try to talk. She was moving her hand. She was trying to, you know, communicate. She, I could just see her trying. Wow, wow. So she wasn't getting up and walking, but it was working. Mm -hmm. So then I, like, I've lost the chamber. Okay, obstacle. What do I do? Uh, I mortgage the house. I buy a hyperbaric chamber. I install it in my house, which is what we got in the background, which was not easy to do, and it was quite hard to organize and so on but then I was like okay this is working so then I put her through session after session and we did a protocol of 40 in a block and we'd have a month off and as she started to wake up 
and come back. Then I studied everything else. I studied epigenetics and gene testing. I studied diet. I put her on a keto diet. I studied nootropics. I studied functional neurology. I studied every aspect of brain rehabilitation that you can possibly do. And I stayed one step ahead of her in her progress. And it took me like 18 months just to teach her, for example, to roll over in bed. You know, that's how glacially slow some of this was. She had no vestibular system, so she had no balance. She didn't even know how to sit without wow. collapsing to the side. Wow. So I had to teach her in the mirror what was straight and, you know, try to get her brain to recalibrate what. Mm -hmm. So a lot of functional neurology was involved in that. It took me a year and about a year and a half to for her to take her very first steps in between a, a parallel bars. And she started to take these tiny, tiny steps. And then I knew I, I had her, right? I, I knew we were coming back. And wow. I put her through an eight hour program every day that I developed. And, you know, I spent a ton of money and a ton of resources and just searched every expert there was on the planet on neuroplasticity and all of this. And I read everything and I, I just, <laughs> I was just obsessed. At this point, I stopped, I'd stopped running for obvious mm -hmm. reasons because it was just mm -hmm. taking up everything. So I was still running my two companies and trying to do that at nighttime and look after her all day. Long story short, my mum is now fully recovered. <clears throat> it took me two and a half years to get her back to full health. Um, she's now 79 years old. She has a full driver's license. She has her full power of attorney oh back. She has complete control over her life again. And there wow. is no sign of her injury. No kidding. No, she's wow. so she's community. She's got her. Does she have her memory back? Full. Yeah. Oh she, she's missing oh. a year of the, the first year of, of that time after the aneurysm, but she has basically everything else back. So, yeah. That's, That's an incredible story. It's just, I've heard this so many times in different ways, different things, you know, cancer, there's no hope, right? And someone says, yeah, there's hope. We're going to do yeah. this, right? And, and researching and, and diet and functional medicine and hyperbaric treatments. It's incredible the power of the human body to heal with intention, but you got to have hope, faith, intention, desire, you know, incredible discipline to do yes. it. And, and, and patience as well, right? This, took, oh this is God. a five-year journey for you, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm five and a half years in. I like had her at the gym yesterday, and you know, occasionally I lose my shit because it's like when you're retraining someone's neural pathways, it's the most mind-numbing, repetitive. Sure. Like I could teach her for, for hours and hours and hours the same thing, and then the next day she can't do it again. Right? You know, like it, it just just blows your mind. And so occasionally I lose it, you know, and like oh for God's sake, mum, I you know, like come on. <laughs> and then I catch myself and think, you know, <laughs> stop yeah. being a dickhead. Um, you know, um, and there's some little things that she's like, we, we're still working on some, like she lost all of her uh, flexibility. So getting up and off the ground and things like that, mm -hmm. I'm still working on aspects like that. Which Have her doing really, yoga every day? Yeah, yes, I do do mm -hmm. yoga with her, but it's very mm -hmm. basic, basic mm -hmm. level yoga, you know, yeah. because she can't do a, a lot of things. We still can't tip her upside down or anything. So her head doesn't like being out of uh, balance. So her vestibular system is, so there's, a, there's some little things that are still there but she has this full life again you know um and this is uh, so the book that i've written is called relentless how a mother and daughter defied the odds that's mm -hmm. the one there um and this 
I wrote it because I wanted to empower other people going through journeys. So I don't care whether it's a cancer journey or a health journey or, a, you know, you're an athlete and you it's all about the mindset. And I had to dedicate everything to bringing her back. But I, you know, this is my mum, you know, like whatever it takes, I don't care. I don't care if I lose my house, my car, my everything. If I can get my mum back, that's all that mattered, you know. And that was that attitude of going all in mm -hmm. because a lot of the people that I work with, because I work now with a lot of people going for rehab journeys is they don't go all in. Right. They go in they go or in they come to me and they one go one foot in there and one foot in the traditional medicine, yes, you know, believing the doctors who say there's no hope. Yeah. And, and whether you're going to die of cancer or you, you know, yeah. and we're all going to die at some point. Yeah. But it's in my, my attitude, I'm a fighter, I'm a warrior, I'm a, I'm a person who, like, I don't give up, and I won't give up until my last breath, and that's mm -hmm. the way I see life, and that's the way I approach life, mm -hmm. and I, I mean, I, unfortunately, I had a, a, a dreadful situation just um, eight months ago with my dad, who, who I lost, oh, um, sorry. Wow. And uh, but I fought for him, like, you know, like, <laughs> We were in the hospital, hospital setting. He's had a massive aneurysm in the stomach, which is oh. a big blowout of the main artery in here. They'd done this incredible surgery. They didn't think that he would survive even to the hospital. But my dad was one tough man. And even though he was 81 years old, he, he hung on. Like he had no brachial pulse for an hour and a half and he was still talking to me. I mean, that's how tough my dad was. <laughs> he survived this massive operation, 28 uh, units of blood and all this. And he came through that. And we looked like we, were, we had him and he was on his way back and we were just like unbelievable. And then on day three, he started to develop sepsis and I started to fight for him to get intravenous vitamin C because I, because of my research now, um, I know, I know about vitamin <coughs> C. And so I fought against the system and they had no other answers for us. We'd run out of options from their point of view where he was dying and they would not let me do intravenous vitamin C, which I had all the clinical studies to show that in sepsis, they, you know, really have massive results with, with, with vitamin C. And I came up against a brick wall of bureaucracy and I took wow. on this legal system. I took on the ethics committee. I took, you know, while I'm standing at my dad's bedside, 18 to 20 hours a day, protecting him, advocating for him, trying to stop him putting excessive drugs into him and fighting for vitamin C, in his case, to just have the chance to give him a chance, you know. Mm -hmm. It took me 15 days of battling uh, and keeping him on life support and they finally relented and let me do the vitamin C. And the very first one that we got into him and by now he had multiple organ failure and he was oh, at death door. It's too late. Huh? It was too late. But the very first one, it actually turned his white blood cell count around, his his uh, kidney function improved, that we got him off noradrenaline. They were like, whoa, you know, but then they stopped me doing the second because you need every six hours ideally. And it took me 18 hours to get the second one and 18 hours of fighting them every time to get Good the Lord. next session. And so, of course, he died two days later um, where they, they forced, they were forcing me to take him off life support. And, but I, you know, like I fought with everything I had and my dad died with an intravenous going into his, his veins because that was, that's who I am. And that's who he was. He was not like when he was lucid in the moments when he was lucid, I was like, dad, do you want me to keep fighting? 
And he wow. just was like, yes, you know, like he, he, he was intubated, so he could only nod, but he was like, yeah, I want to keep fighting. And, and so I fought for him until the very last minute, you know, and I, I haven't shared that story yet, Mark, because it's been too emotional, you know, like as you can imagine, and I don't know what to do with it, but I'm, I'm determined that even though I lost my precious father, the, his legacy will be that I'm going to fight for people to have access to things like, like that. Yeah, in that you. setting and I'm going to turn this into a positive you know because yeah. this needs to change and our system needs to change our system general. is barbaric and, and with is. all due respect to the well-intentioned doctors out there and many of them would agree with me it's like mm. you know the biggest cause of death is is this bureaucratic and ancient sickness health system that we consider to be so freaking modern you know yeah. <laughs> it's insane that they wouldn't let you give your dad vitamin c yeah. that that's they, insane yeah. When they had I mean, no that, other that's options. like that's like rubber room stupid yeah anyways you know yeah. i i gotta i gotta share something this is for both you and the listeners along these veins but um i'm part of this this one group this networking group and we had a visitor last time i was there and you know i don't know how this topic came up but someone uh, mentioned that um, they were going in for a colonoscopy or something like that check mm -hmm. and that they, you know, they found some polyps and now he's you know scared right because he's yeah. going to have to go get those cut out. And this guy said, listen, of course, you have a right to be scared. You know, this is real. But this, this is what happened to me. I went in and had a colonoscopy and blah, blah, blah. And they found like 12 polyps. And they said, and they were like advanced. And he said they wanted to go right away and cut colon out and give him chemotherapy and do the whole thing. And they didn't give him much chance of living because he had cancer. He had colon cancer. Wow. And um, it just so happens this guy travels to China like every month you know mm -hmm. he's got multiple businesses he's, very, he's a pretty wealthy guy he's got multiple businesses over there and so um i don't know if, if he was over there or when you know or maybe he was uh, maybe he contacted one of his chinese uh, friends was a doctor and the doctor said do not do that come over here yeah i'll see what i can do right yeah so he went to china and this doctor did this procedure and he wouldn't tell him what he was doing until afterwards right because he didn't, he didn't want him to get any false hopes or anything like that and um, about a month later, he's back in the United States. He went to, you know, the next checkup and the doctors were just floored because all the lesions were gone. Wow. Everything was gone. And what did he do? Well, he did stem cell therapy, yeah, but he yeah. did a type of therapy that's wow. illegal in the West yeah. because they did a genetic match. And they found that if you, if you can find a, a minimum 40% genetic match, in a human fetus that you know and you use those stem cells then it can cure cancer like this wow but it's illegal to do in the west and there's many things that are you know either illegal or put down or you know and it, it things like hyperbaric you know things like yeah. intravenous vitamin c and, and many many others well, like, so many i others. get acupuncture twice a week yeah and i pay for it cash because you know Insurance doesn't pay for it, but acupuncture is an extraordinary ancient tool to harmonize and balance, you know, your nervous system and your entire internal homeostasis and improve your immune system. Right. Yep. And, and I had acupuncturists just healing people from COVID just with acupuncture and with, with, you know, with herbs. Yep. That's fascinating. And, oh God, don't say that, Mark. You'll get taken off here. Oh, I know. I'll get canceled right there. <laughs> So yeah, we got a lot of work. Oh, and, and same thing with hyperbaric treatment. Like 
you're kidding me. Like this is now known, like we're using hyperbaric yeah. here in the country, this country for healing uh, brain trauma, TBI, yeah. you know, vets. So, yeah. so people PTSD. have the money or yeah. who have a special case, like a vet, you know, you can get a charity to pay for it now, but there's like one hyperbaric chamber per coast yeah. or something like that. And so you can, you have to buy your own basically. And so now there's a company and I actually looked into it and maybe it's the same one you have where I can rent a soft chamber or buy mm -hmm. one. And I think it costs like 18, 15 to 18 grand or 20 grand. Yep. It's yep. a lot of money for a lot of people, but so, and it I don't have, you know, I it. don't, I'm not like a, a horrible case, but I'm looking at this from people are laughing. I'm not, a, I'm not a basket case. Obviously I'm a, a high performing individual, but I look at this from the standpoint of peak performances and longevity, which I know that yeah. all the research you did for your mom and dad also have direct implications for peak performance and longevity. And so I think by the end of um, this year or even next year, I'll have a hyperbaric chamber, you know, here in my office, I've got I my sauna, you know, hot, cold treatment. You know, I've got the nootropics. I'm, I am, I noticed on your website that you promote NMN and some other yep. uh, supplements for longevity. So I'm taking Long, Lifespan. I'm, yeah. Lifespan <laughs> is a great book. And so yep. I learned about that. I, I take some, those same supplements that uh, Dr. Sinclair was talking about he and his dad taking resveratrol so, yeah, m&m uh, metformin i've got one uh, for you spermidine what's it called spermidine i have to yeah. tell you about that or tell you about that off air it's uh it's, it's another brilliant one that you want to add to your regime how do I'm we spell it that. so so uh, we, we like know. you yeah like the word sperm okay <laughs> It okay. sounds terrible. So I'm starting to very... get, get a sense for where this comes from. <laughs> well, it's not. It's, it, it's, it's present in sperm. That's where it's got its name, but it's actually present in lots of things. And it's actually a wheat germ extract, but okay. um, very, very powerful for anti-aging. Uh, Can you get it on Amazon? Autophagy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you actually have a company over there that gets it. And, and I also can hook you up with the... Uh, hyperbaric chambers um so yeah we, we need to talk on that front but like my home and i you know i'm not super wealthy or anything but i i prioritize health of course so my house is full of biohacking gadgets and machines well, just for the <laughs> listeners because i've shared some of the things that i do many times what what is your like protocol for health longevity you know biohacking you know you could <laughs> summarize you, it you know <laughs> yeah in, in two minutes I'll, I'll tell you all the stuff that i have and, and maybe a bit about my morning routine and things like that right. um so yeah hyperbaric oxygen therapy i get in there at least three times a week mum's still having her treatments my right. whole family uses it brain injury very very powerful very very good for longevity produces more stem cells is, is uh anti-inflammatory um gets through the blood brain barrier more oxygen hyper oxygenates the body that's hyperbaric brilliant mm -hmm. then i have like ozone uh, ozone machine um mm -hmm. so i do ozone which is o3 which is again another of the what do you call it um oxidative therapies that are all using oxygen to an increase in oxygen to, to basically do what they do. So and is that, that just like a breathing device or what is that like? Uh, so no, like you don't breathe, breathe oxygen, uh, ozone. Ozone is damaging to lung tissue. Okay. There is, an, you can, if you get it with a doctor, you can get, they, they take your blood out, they put ozone into it, they put your blood back in and then they do something called 10 pass therapy, which is the extreme version of that, wow. uh, where you get a heck of a lot of ozone. It's an antiseptic, basically it goes in and it kills the viruses mm -hmm. or viruses uh very powerful for for that it's also i've done three episodes on my podcast if anyone wants to dive deep into mm -hmm. ozone um mm -hmm. but 
I have a home machine, so that's ear insufflation, that's rectal insufflation, that's vaginal insufflation, that's for healing of wounds. Like you put a, mm -hmm. if you if you cut your arm, you put a bag over your arm and you pump ozone into the bag, it will heal twice as fast as if you um, if you didn't do that. Um, so it, it, very powerful. Then I have an infrared sauna. Mm -hmm. um, I have like vibration plates. I have mm -hmm. um, I have a nebulizer with 3% uh, hydrogen peroxide, which is my first aid kit if we ever got exposed to COVID or any respiratory mm -hmm. viruses. That, mm -hmm. that will kill it in the mm -hmm. in the tract here very quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, then I have yeah my NMN with my resveratrol every morning. So I take a gram and a half. Oh, I'll tell you an interesting fact. Uh, this is I've been on an NMN for seven months. So my mum's had 12 kilograms of weight loss because it upregulates the metabolic pathways. Mm -hmm. Starts to, my, I've had four kilos of weight loss and I wasn't overweight to begin with, but now, and that's without muscle loss. It's reversed my menopause. I was going through menopause, too much information, people, but it's reversed. No, but you know, it's interesting you said that because that's something that David Sinclair, I'm trying to get him on my podcast. Yeah, um, yeah me too. Who wrote Lifespan. He said that um, he's worked with some people with this, that protocol, NMN, resveratrol, mm -hmm. quercetin, and metformin. Yep. And some women in their 60s have basically gotten pregnant. Cycle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, well, yeah, I mean, I, my husband and I have been trying to have a baby for years and we've, we lost our baby son two years ago and um, he died just after a couple of hours. He had spina bifida. So we've been through the freaking ringer. But, um, so we're still trying. So I'm about mm -hmm. to go through IVF. So I've been on metformin, um, NMN and metformin, right. NMN on a high dose you know, right. so that I right. can maybe do it myself. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, and we've definitely reversed menopause. I haven't gotten pregnant yet, but we're still working on that. And yeah, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence around that and that right. it's actually creating new eggs, which is really controversial. Right. Um, I'm on metformin. I'm on um, uh, cold-pressed olive oil, which also mm -hmm. upregulates mm -hmm. it, so, so mm -hmm. one gene. Um, mm -hmm. Anything that's going to help autophagy, intermittent fasting, when yeah. I can be disciplined enough. Um, and exercise, of course, uh, right. and sauna, very yeah. so heat, cold mm -hmm. therapies, breathing therapies, you mm -hmm. know, breathing exercises, and that's my so that's my sort of daily routine, if you like, right. includes all of those, all of the above, or one of you know, I don't every day do a hyperbaric, but yeah, probably every third How day. How long or do you so. do the hyperbaric? Like Forty-five minutes. Um, an hour and a half is ideal, but yeah, usually for me it's about an hour because that's all I can. Sort and of can manage. you do? Can you like read a book or, or do you have to like just sit there and kind of breathe and meditate or? No, you can. I listen to your podcasts in there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm, when so, I get my chamber, I'll listen to your podcast. In my excellent. Chamber. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now there's so much we can do people. And the message that I want to get across is be preventative, be right educate yourself when you are aware of the things that are out there then you suddenly become empowered to help your loved ones to help yourself to help your friends and i know i'm a pain in the ass to my friends because i'm going around talking well did you know about this you know and, oh you've got that well this you have to take this <laughs> and you can see their eyes glaze over <laughs> but it's good to have that knowledge when you need it you know mm -hmm. um hormones i think are a, a thing if we just briefly touching Hormones are a really important thing, uh, especially for, for guys, it's just as much as for women and mm -hmm. keeping our hormones at optimal levels. And you need to be under a good doctor uh, to do that. And yeah. But there are some good doctors in, in the States that, 
that do hormone replacement yeah. carefully and safely. I've been doing that. Um, and I can attest to the power of that. And I'll, yeah. I'll be doing a podcast with my doctor, Dr. Gabrielle Lyons soon. Um, she's like a concierge doctor. She works with a lot of SEALs, has really helped people with a lot of like, believe it or not, most SEALs, most spec ops folks have TBI. And yeah. most because of that, most of them suffer from sleep apnea. Yep. And I just got tested for sleep apnea. They said, sure enough, you got moderate sleep apnea. I'm like, wow. you're kidding me. Wow. Who knew? And yeah. so fit. And so, yeah. And not overweight and all those things. No, no, that I don't have think. any of the symptoms, but no. that, you know, it's, it's wow. you know, somehow with the way the brain is working, I, I pretty much don't want to do their traditional treatment of, of basically having that breathing apparatus at night. So oh. I'm thinking hyperbaric is the way to go. You know, I want to be proactive and just heal that, whatever that a is. Absolutely. It, it, get as many sessions back to back in a close block that you can. Right. And then the other thing, there's a pillow called the Patney pillow. I had them on my podcast recently and I've got it for my mum and my husband um, that if you don't want to go to sleep apnea route and the sort of full CPAP machine, then um, this pillow is, is revolutionary uh, and stops snoring and it works because my husband. What, what's it snores. called? My wife will be your best friend. <laughs> Patney. Patney pillow. I'll send you the link over in an email. Pat, like P-A-T P-A-T or P-A-T-N-E-Y. It's actually a New Zealand company. Got Francis it. Anderson was on my show a few weeks ago. Um, and, and that's if you if you don't want to go to full sleep apnea route because that's pretty invasive, then mm -hmm. this is what I would try. And it's a pillow uh, that holds you in the right position, opens up your chest and just opens up those airways a little bit better, basically. So that combined with the hyperbaric and yep. you'll need probably 80 plus treatments. 80. You know, so you need to nice. you need to get your own one if you yeah. can, and, and for longevity and stem cell production and you yeah. know all of the anti aging stuff, it's um, something you want to have in your in your bedroom. Yeah. You <laughs> Everybody listening, you know, this is real. This is serious stuff. If you want to have a long, healthy life, and also, you know, the way I look at this, and I'm not the only one thinking this way, you know, our friend Dave Asprey is like on a mission to live to 185 or whatever yep. it is. Love Dave. You know, yeah, he's great. It's technology is coming, but we've got to out, we've got to live to benefit from That's it, it, right? There's yeah, technology coming enough. that will reverse aging, not just help us live longer, better, you know, which is the key for, from uh, like Dr. Sinclair and I, myself and you share this is like, it doesn't matter if you live to 150, if you're all broken down and in a you know nursing home it's it's not life extension just because it's quality of life extension you know and i want to be doing yoga and cranking out seal fit workouts when i'm 100 or 110 yep. you know i probably won't be moving as much weight but you know i'll be training mm -hmm. and i'll be productive right mm -hmm. so yeah health span exactly so everything that we've talked about I, I love this how you've you've taken you know this adversity of your mom and then your dad and you fought like hell for for him and you know really sorry that that didn't work out but you're turning you know the, the lemons from that experience into lemonade by now using all the lessons to a fight the bureaucracies to change you know especially for people who don't have yeah. the resources that you and i yeah. have or or the uh, you know or the capability the, to access these yeah. things but this is the beauty of our um, the ability to reach people through podcasts right to, to reach a lot of people because you know right now we're educating 25 to 50,000 people who may or may not know some of these things. And I tell you what, some of them are furiously taking notes and be like, okay, I'm getting that. I need more. <laughs> I need to be doing my intermittent fasting. I need to yeah. get that sauna. I've been thinking about doing it. 
You know what I mean? I've never heard about that you could buy your own hyperbaric or rent your own hyperbaric chamber. But wow, why not? Right? If you yeah. love if you love life and you've got an important mission in life and you're experiencing growth and healing, then give yourself as much time to grow as much and heal as much and to serve as much. And guess what? You may not have to repeat the whole <laughs> show. Come back again. Maybe we'll get to stay up there. You just time. might find enlightenment this time around. Oh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and yeah, if, uh, there is just so much out there. And this is my passion now. This is what I do is, is to, I spend, you know, four or five hours a day deep in study in right. the, you know, um, yeah. I'm considering doing a PhD, but then I'm thinking like, I, I just want to be too broad really for a PhD, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's really, really important that people just take this to heart. There is things coming down the line that is going to absolutely reverse aging, but you've got to keep your body together until that point. And that That's may right. be 10 years away or so. Yeah, so the 20 year olds are all are laughing all the way to the bank. They're thinking, yeah, yeah ooh, it's coming in my lifetime. But if you're above 50, yeah, like you got to you got to work <laughs> overtime to keep your body youthful and uh, and healthy. And, you know, if you ever want to take advantage of some of these things, which are going to come, you know, like 2030, we're going to start seeing some of the more innovative yeah. reverse aging is what I hear in 2030, yep. the next yep. couple, you know, decades. Wow. You know, I could, we could talk for, we could ever, talk for another two hours. I think we least. should probably talk privately on, on a couple of things that I want to put you on to. So yeah, let's and, do that. Yeah. Let's do a that. couple of doctors too that are over your way that I'd really recommend you get on the show. Okay. And stuff. So let's well, let's that. have a follow-up phone call or, or let's, you know, drop me yeah. an email and let me know the best way to communicate. And um, wow. Thank you, Lisa. So your podcast is Pushing the Limits. And Pushing the Limits. Come and listen to that, guys. Yeah, I think there's, <laughs> there's going to be some fantastic information. Thanks for doing that. And um, what's next? Are you going to write another book soon? Or what, what's next for you in terms of big projects besides all what we talked about? In the yeah, and for me, it's about uh, growing. So business development right now is in a big growth phase and and I want to have a bigger impact. I'm like you, I want to have a massive, uh, you know, exponential impact on the world with the, with the yeah. learnings and the stories. And the so so building that up and getting nice. the word out there, getting this book out there, uh, Relentless, because I want people to be empowered and to understand that they're not powerless when they get right. given something, a diagnosis like this. Um, and uh, yeah, considering a PhD or something like that, I'm just trying to decide whether I can uh, discipline myself in one direction for a few years. <laughs> so funny, we have so much in common. I I literally just enrolled or applied for a doctor. Really? Yeah, because I have a in in like the only thing I've never finished or the only thing I haven't finished in my life is a doctorate. I got I was yeah. in a PhD program in leadership, and then I got recalled to war. Oh, wow. 2004. That's a good reason. It was a good reason, right? That's why there, there's no guilt or anything around not finishing. I made the, the distinct decision not to finish for good reasons for my family yeah. and to go into business to teach leadership. And that's yeah. exactly what I do now. But, um, you know, it's just been like niggling at the back of my mind for the last couple yeah. of years. And so I finally said, screw it. I'm going to do it. Right? Wow. I, need a, I need another challenge anyway. So I, I'll be starting this fall. Wow, that's amazing. And I think that's so, that's a good role model for me, you know, because the thing is with a PhD program is that you are going to be sacrificing some of the other that's right. earnings and growth. And that's the, that's the big question that you have to sort of weigh up in your head and your life right. situation. And the timing's got to be right, right? Yeah. For me, the timing wasn't right. I had to get that my business is, 
to a place where I wasn't involved in the day-to-day -day operations. And so, yeah, you know, that's I'm where still, you would need to get I'm still to. in the weeds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> still in the weeds. So, yeah, we, we need to get to that point, I think, before I take it on. And then you've got to consider your family and things like that. So, um, but yeah. Do you, do you have a, uh, like, a centralized website? Your website is yeah. your name, right? Yeah, lisatamati.com. That's T-A-M-A-T-I is my name. So lisatamati.com houses all my programs and, and uh, courses. And uh, I do epigenetic testing and gene testing and, and things like that and health optimization coaching. Um, nice. So you can reach me at, there. Um, my book's Running Hot, Running to Extremes and Relentless. And my podcast is Pushing the Limits. And mm -hmm. I'm everywhere at Lisa Tamati on Instagram and all of those sort of good things. Awesome. Appreciate that, Mark. Yeah, Lisa, thanks. You've been tremendous. Uh, I really honor your um, your mindset, your non-quitting spirit, and your contribution. And so well, keep it up. And I'm here likewise. to do anything I can to support you. And together we'll make uh, we'll help a lot of people. And and day by day, in every way, we'll make the world better. Absolutely. And your your you and your podcast and your books have been a part of my life for the last four years. So it's been an absolute honor to be on your show today, Mark. Thank yeah. you so much. Hoo-yah. We'll talk soon. Awesome. All right, folks. Uh, Lisa Tamati, what an incredible woman. Uh, go support her. Check out her podcast, Pushing the Limits. If you have anyone suffering the way her mom suffered or any, you know, anything and you want some motivation, uh, Relentless, check out the book. And you heard some amazing tips on longevity and health optimization. So uh, why not dive in right, and make it part of your life so that you too can be relentless and you too can be unbeatable. Till next time, this is your host, Divine Out. <laughs>